Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com, joined by the NWA World Women's Champion Camille and Tom Latimer. Camille and Tom, how are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. Appreciate you guys taking the time. It's a big, big month for the NWA. We are a week to the day before the live episode of NWA Power on January 31st. Definitely a big deal. The first live episode of NWA Power for the NWA. You guys are going to be in action. We're going to talk all about that. But to start with a more general sense, it's a big deal. It's a live episode of NWA Power. So what does that mean to you guys? Are you excited about it? What do you, or if so, why, why, what, what excites you about that? I'm personally very excited because I think the more live events we do, the more chance we have to really grow the NWA and grow our fan base. And I say that because, you know, there's so much wrestling on TV, on YouTube, all of that. People might not have the chance to check out everything, but a lot of people, if they, they see that there's local wrestling in their town and they have nothing to do that night, they might go check it out. And then they all of a sudden have a new favorite wrestler, a new favorite tag team, you know? So I think that doing live events is a really exciting thing for the NWA. I like the Knoxville Convention Center too, because um, one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons is Bart gets a driver's license and that's where they drive to. <laughs> I mean, uh, what, what would you say might be some of the challenges of competing on live TV? I mean, this is the one, for now it's the one episode, but obviously NWA has done these batch tapings for quite a while now. So it is, an, I would imagine, an, an adjustment. Is that something you guys are kind of preparing for or just keeping in mind because it is a different environment? Well, I'd say it's really the same as always because even though we do tapings, we never get to retake anything. <laughs> yeah, we always have to hit, you always got to hit the times. Yeah. Um, so nothing really changes there. Yeah. Um, obviously, maybe there's a little bit more added uh, pressure in the back of your mind, uh, but it's always there no matter what. In, in wrestling, you don't get... It's, you know, a chance to redo it or retake it if you bodge something or mess something up, that's that. So that that level of stress and anxiety is always there no matter what. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I remember seeing an interview you did pretty recently and you talked about how you believed like having more live shows could help kind of with the fan base get more eyes on the product. Maybe other than that, what would you say might be some of the benefits of of having a live show, even if it's just the one, but in theory, if, if there are more of these live events going forward, what would some of the potential uh, benefits be uh, of that? Uh, it being a surprise, and when you do block tapings and things like that, it's easy for information to get out or for it to have less impact. I think the more live things we can do, the more organic they are, and, and you have to watch it to, to, to sort of see what's going to happen. Uh, so there's there's that level. I don't know how much that really plays into it, but it's. I mean, I presume that would be a big thing. Like you, you want your you want it to be uh, you know fresh and new, and, and spoilers and everything else like that. That they sort of dull the product a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I remember uh, for, for me personally, it was last year. Uh, Matt Cardona has always been one of my favorite wrestlers. I'll, I'll admit it. So I remember when he was uh, going to compete at Power Trip as a challenge to the title for Trevor Murdoch. In my mind, I was like, oh, there's no way they're going to do a title change. It's it's a tape show. That I remember it wasn't going to air live immediately, and it did. Or, sorry, he did win the title. And I remember being so surprised because the, the result got out. And on the one hand, it kind of like generated a little buzz. But on the other hand, it's like you already kind of knew about it. So when it did air, it was like, oh, like that already happened. So mm-hmm. definitely I could see I could see how you know, that would definitely be a beneficial to have more live events like that. Because, yeah, that is a factor uh, for NWA, other companies in general, where if it's not live, that, that, that's just the nature of the, the game at this point. But yeah. uh, you, you guys are going to be in action at the live episode of Power. You're going to be facing Psycho Love, which is Fodder and Angelina Love. So 
uh, interesting mixed tag team match there. You guys obviously a couple. Uh, I'm not sure how much you've really had a chance to work together as a tag team. Is that something you have experience doing in wrestling in general? Is, is that something you want to be doing more in the future? This is going to be our first time yeah. tagging together. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for you to say that. I don't know. Have we? I don't know. No, it's our first time. But but we have been uh, together for some years now. So I think that we just naturally have great chemistry. And it should just go smooth. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it after the match. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any trepidation? I mean, I know that it depends on the person. I've heard some people maybe be hesitant about maybe working with the partner or maybe say I could see the, the, the plus side as well. I mean, I, I could see kind of a, a range of potential feelings about it. I think it'll, I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be fun. And, and there's, with it being that kind of a match, there's a lot of different things and a lot of different uh, routes you can go with it. Um, so I think like the, the possibilities are endless. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Yeah, but Fodder and Angelina, they got to watch out because, like I said, we got years under our belt. They're they're pretty new on the scene, you know what I mean. So I don't know how much their psycho love, how you know much they got going on there. So we, we, uh, we're the power couple, right? We're the power couple. Okay. They're they're the psycho couple, apparently. I mean, being psycho it doesn't, doesn't bode well, does it? I don't know. Being psycho, you can get you can do a lot of you know things to get you ahead in life, I guess, but. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it yeah. plays out. Could be a car crash, though. We're going to have to wait and see. But speaking of years, you two have been with well, NWA for quite a while now. I mean, I kind of consider you two of the, the, the more longer tenured members of the roster. And you've seen a lot of change with the company. You've seen it grow. You've seen it go through any number of challenges. Like the rest of the wrestling world, there was the pandemic. They really kind of threw everything upside down. Now, thankfully, we're back to you know relatively normal. So what would you say are some of the ways that the NWA has maybe changed uh, as long as throughout your time there, as, as you've been on this journey with the company. I think definitely just from a backstage point of view, something that's changed uh, for the better is that we just have more people competing in the NWA now. Like I remember when we first started and we did tapings and I was um, Nick Aldis's insurance policy. I would have to run out there, do a segment, run back, change really quick, run back out. I mean, it was insane because we just, our roster was not that big and we weren't working with a lot of people. And so now that we have more people um, to kind of play around with, I think that's fun. And it also takes the load off of, you know, just a few people and kind of spreads it out, which is, which is nice. Yeah. I think, um, I think with, with the way it's been growing and things like that, a lot of other guys are getting opportunities and there's a lot of new faces and there's always new faces every time we, we film. So that's good. That's good for wrestling in general. It's the, the more places the boys and the girls have to work, uh, uh, the better. And and so from what I've seen, there's been a, there's a bit, been a big revolving door of new faces and new people getting opportunity. And so that's really good. And then just to jump on what um, what Camille said, <laughs> uh, um, the fact that we're also looked after, that Billy looks after us really well. And uh, and then he looks after us at the TV tapings too, because before I might have, or we might have to wrestle several times in the night, and now you know we might be out there once, twice at a maximum, and that would be a promo. You know, he only lets us bump around once a day, so that's great. <laughs> you bring up Billy Corgan, and I pretty much every interview that I hear uh, with other NWA wrestlers, one thing they often kind of uh, highlight is is the creative freedom in the NWA as one of the real kind of benefits of the of the company specifically. Uh, is that something you, you would tend to agree with? And like, if so, how is that kind of, uh, how do you kind of capitalize on that? Because it's, it's something that not every company has. 
Definitely, uh, especially when it comes to promos. I think that if you watch the NWA, one of the things is our promos are always very organic and genuine and everybody is themselves in them. And that's because Billy kind of gives us, you know, notes of, of what he wants and then lets us take it from there. And so I think that's great that we're not reading off a script or anything like that, because I think I think that in the wrestling world, that's very um, apparent when people are not being themselves and being genuine. So I think that that's something that really comes through on our product, that everyone gets to kind of be themselves or whatever their character may be, and they get to find it however, which way they want. Yeah, I've never, I'm sure that, I'm sure maybe if I was someone that needed to sort of come up with my own ideas and things like that, then then he'd be open to it. Um, but I've always been uh, sort of given what I needed to do. So there's never been a point where I've needed to sort of, you know, think, oh, how can I involve myself in this and that? So I've been lucky in that aspect. I think I've been pretty lucky like that throughout my whole career. But I'm sure if I did need to go, hey, this is this is what I'd like to do. This is what I'd like to work with. I know that Billy would be would be open minded to it. We're talking about how you guys have been with the company for a while now. Camille, you have held the NWA Women's World title for quite a while now. You won it back in June of 2021, so definitely a very long reign up to this point. It'd be very easy to ask, oh, what does holding the title for that long mean? But maybe to go a little off the that typical question, you know, having held the title for so long, what do you hope to kind of do as you kind of continue? Like, it is, I feel like one challenge of long reigns, you know, it's just like it's, as you keep defending keep defending but like how do you kind of challenge yourself maybe to kind of like to keep standing out because at some point like in WWE with Roman Reigns in some ways like he's held the title for so long it's like it's almost there's some uh maybe concern of um being stagnant in general what the same general long tower reigns how is that something that you kind of want to avoid in terms of maybe challenging yourself doing different things I saw your tweet the other day about maybe defending the title in Los Angeles at WrestleMania mm-hmm. weekend, stuff like that, or maybe tra- traveling, uh, any number of things potentially. Well, that's exactly it. I think that taking the title to places outside of the NWA is something that helps it keep it not from getting stagnant. Because like you said, it's very easy when you have just, you know, your roster that you're working with and only a certain amount of girls to work with, it can, it can get stagnant. Um, and it's also, it's a weird line that you that you ride when you have a long reign because, like you said, people might think, oh, well, when is she finally going to lose it? I'm sick of her having it. But on the other side, it makes every match, to me, that more exciting and that more important because it's like, this, this is going to be the time she loses. This is going to be the time when she finally loses it. So it almost builds it up even more. Um, so I, I definitely can see both sides of that coin, but... Um, I think that it, a long title reign, I think it makes it a little bit more fun for the fans, actually, just because, like I said, when you're constantly switching titles and people don't even know who has the title at what point, you know, that that can get a little bit confusing for people. So I think when a face kind of goes along with the title, it makes it fun for the fans to follow along. We saw Camille defend that title at NWA Hard Times 3. Tom, there we saw you face EC3. Even you were feuding with him for quite a while. It was a very uh, heated, emotional feud. What was working with EC, EC3 like and kind of a real storytelling, uh, real storytelling based feud like that? Well, I think we're far from done, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're only just been scratching the surface with it. Um, and there's, there's always sort of other storylines and other things that are interplaying too. But I feel like it's still, we've not finished it yet. Um, but I've known him since I moved to America. Uh, so 12, I've known him for about 12 years. Um, and, uh, you know, he's gone through his trials and tribulations just like I have just in his own separate journey. Um, and he's he's a guy that has a lot of um, 
you know, he's got a, he's got a good mind for it. You know, he might have lost his mind a little bit, but it's it's it works in his favour. You know, he's um, he's sort of um, on a, a tirade to um, you know to to right the wrongs, and and he has his uh, own promotion that has his own agenda, and he's trying to bring that into the NWA. So, um, you know, for to be able to um, have storylines with someone, one that you like, and two uh, that um, you know you can do some storytelling, sort of hocus pocus kind of smoke and mirror stuff with. I always like that. I, I, you know, there's there's only so much you can get out of actual wrestling, and when you can when you can blur the lines and mess about other things, it, it might not be everyone's cup of tea. But uh, you know, things like that, I I, I prefer a lot more when where, where you can sort of you know tell a story and go down a weird route and go back and forth. So, you know, I'm excited to see where it goes. That storytelling is something we've definitely seen with NWA. I think that's one of the real strengths of the product at this point. And as we're here in, you know, still January 2023, we're talking about the live episode of Power next week. That's one big kind of, if not a milestone, definitely a big, big thing for the NWA here to kick off the new year. We've got, we've got enough set pay-per-view on February 11th. And so otherwise already here, the beginning of new year, NWA is doing some big things. And as always, you know, it's, the goal is always growth to, to reach new heights, to, to keep growing and, and doing new things. What are some ways you guys think the NWA could grow or uh, keep kind of pushing forward here? Other than we were talking about the live TV aspect before, maybe kind of outside of that potentially, uh, what are some things that might come to mind? There are some things in the works that I'm not liberty to say, <laughs> uh, but there are some things in the works. Um, and also we've, we've, we're now on YouTube fully, right? We're on YouTube fully. We're about to go to Mexico in, uh, on March 4th, and that's going to be part of Billy's uh, big festival that he's doing there with other musicians and bands and stuff. And so that's going to be really interesting and cool because Billy is doing something new and mixing kind of the music with the wrestling. So he's literally having the music festival happening and then stopping it completely and having wrestling. So everyone there at the music festival is going to be watching wrestling. So I think um, Billy kind of now deciding to mix the music a little bit with the wrestling uh is going to be very interesting and it's fine and i think it will gain us some new fans as yeah well. get more eyes on the product and i think we're, we're linked with triple a on that show right yeah it's nwa versus triple a so it's another you know we have a good working relationship with them and that just makes it fun for everybody yeah and there are other things but like i said i'll get told off so <laughs> but yeah it's uh just you got to watch this space i mean after covid and everything else it, you know, we've just sort of been getting getting, getting our footing again, um, you know, and it's wrestling is one of those things, that you, unless you're tearing forward, if you stop for a little bit, uh, you're right behind. So, you know, we're just just slowly playing catch up now, but I don't think it'll take too long. I'm really excited to hear we, well, the things we know of. That, that's been uh, announced. But so the things we know of, again, it's live power. It's enough set of pay-per-view. It's the, the crossroads of AAA. Speaking of AAA, Camille, you feast. Uh, I believe it was Ty Valkyrie because it was late last year Triple H show defending the title. Well, first you defended the title uh, here in the states, and then you challenged for the the Triple A title. Uh, what was that experience like? Obviously, Triple A very uh, prestigious promotion in its own right. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I was super excited about it because I had been to Mexico previously through wrestling, but I was just like a manager at that point, so I wasn't actually in ring working. And um, so I was super excited to finally get the chance to wrestle there because I know how crazy the fans are. And when the, the the crazier the fans, the more fun it is for all of the wrestlers. So that was really exciting. And just just to be part of such a um, a big promotion where they really did it up. They had pyro, fog, all, you know, and just tons of people there. I thought that it was 
such a great experience and I'm very lucky to have been able to do it. That was definitely a special show. And we're going to have another special show here at NWA Nuff set on February 11th. At this point, I don't think the full card's been announced yet. So I'm not quite sure what you two are going to be doing there. But at least in this stage, I, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, your guess is good as mine. <laughs> okay. Well, in that sense, in that sense, are there any potential matchups you have your, your, your site set on? Or is it more just kind of waiting to see how, how the chips fall? Well, I, pres- I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and say I'll probably get my hands on EC3. I'm just yeah, I think, you, I think that you and EC3 still got, yeah. still got some something left. And then for me, I don't know. I mean, everybody's gunning to get the title, so it could literally be anyone from the roster. I have no idea who it's gonna be, why it's gonna be them, but that's why you just gotta tune in to see. Very much so. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens at that show. Again, that's going to be one of the big, well, it's going to be the anyway's first big show other than the live fire, the first pay-per-view of the right. new year. But other than that, uh, obviously, it's still the beginning of the new year, a good time to talk about goals. So we're talking about maybe some goals for the end of Hawaii, how they could grow. But for you two individually, what are some goals you have for the new year? Uh, potentially just things you want to do and if you, if you, anywhere you want to go and travel, anyone you want to face, just in general, any goals you have for the year ahead? My biggest goal for the year ahead is just to try to get, I like, I really like defending the title um, on in like other promotions on Indies and stuff all around the world, all around the country. And so I just want to be able to do that even more and be able to explore new promotions, meet new people and be able to take that NWA title and show it off to more people around the world because then they get to know me and they get to know the NWA as a product. Yeah. Um, any more any more places that I can check off the list, like places that I've never been, never wrestled, that, that's always that's always sort of high on my on my priority list. Um to be able to to be able to save more money than I saved the year before. Yes, it's also that's, another one. That's a, a personal uh, yeah, personal goal. Um and then um to to try and stay in shape as well. That's a that's a but toughie. That's, that's a tough one for I us. battle with that all the time. <laughs> But there's that, yeah. Uh, but I mean, other than that, just just to just to make sure that we're taking a few more steps than we did the previous year, and yep. you know, um, stay positive, stay happy, stay healthy, and then we get to wrestle a lot together. So you know, the fact that that um, you know, me and my wife can 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 do the job together, um, that's pretty special. And so, the more things we get to do together, the the cooler it is. And we do a lot of stuff together. So. One thing that comes came to mind, I remember Camille, I saw you had tweeted previously, you started training with Ricky Morton, uh, the Hall of Famer. What was that experience like? I mean, obviously you already, uh, you have, a, you have a, you, you like the title reign, you've been getting plenty of experience, but working closely with a Hall of Famer like that, I imagine that stuff definitely be beneficial picking his brain. Yeah, so unfortunately it's only been the one time because it is kind of far away, but I did track the one time because Ricky all the time at shows and stuff, he's always like, you need to come see me, you need to come see me, you need to come see me. So finally I was like, Ricky, I can finally come see you now. So I did it. And being able to work with him was great because Ricky is so good at like the little details of wrestling that it is honestly, it might not even be something that like an average viewer might notice. But if you're really into wrestling, you notice these small things. And like, even though you don't realize you're noticing them, they make a huge difference in the overall, you know, what's going on in there and just the psychology behind it and everything. I mean, he's been doing this for how long? <laughs> so he's, he's seen it all. He knows how to work the crowd. He knows how to work in the ring and being able to just hear him and listen to him was something I'm super grateful for. Same as with Doc too, right? Yeah. And I'm Dr. Tom Pritchard as well. Same thing. 
Two two very renowned names in the wrestling world, so I definitely imagine that was a great experience. Lastly, here at WrestleCon, we do something called the watch list, where you, you, we have people name like one match that really kind of stands out to you that you've had uh, that really kind of showcases who you are slash what you can do as a wrestler. So if you could each kind of name a match or two, it doesn't have to pick just one. Just some matches that come to mind that really kind of showcase your abilities or or who you want people to kind of see you as 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 a performer, as a wrestler, and so on. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't really know. You got lots to choose from. Um, I, the one that I had with Pope, um, back from the attack, it was, oh, that it, was, was really it was good, the yeah. first time that me and Pope had wrestled. Um, and it was also the closed set, uh, COVID thing. So there was no real crowd. You know, some of the guys that helped put the ring, they were there, you know, making noise. But it was just, uh, I just have good chemistry with Pope. It was a good match considering that I had wrestled for a year or however long it was. So I, I, I really like that match just because, uh, you know, and Pope's great anyway. So, I mean, he could wrestle a broomstick, but uh, I don't know, that 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 one there, just because of all the all, all the, the odds, the fact that we haven't wrestled for so long, the fact that, that no one's in the building and we still, uh, at least from what me and him gathered, had a pretty good match. So I'd probably say that one. Yeah, I would say you can get kind of a two-for-one deal if you get the NWA 74 package because <laughs> uh, I really loved both my matches uh, that weekend. I had um, defended the title against Ty Valkyrie on night one and then the next night against Maxine Paler. So both those matches I was really proud of and I thought that they were just a lot of fun to be in them, but I think the fans had a lot of fun watching them as well. Lastly here, uh... Trying to put a positive on this, and it really recently. I mean, in general, I think it's a company that gets a, a lot of flack online. Wrestling Twitter is a very <laughs> hostile place. But I remember I saw Camille. You had tweeted something like kind of standing up for the company because it was something how you know a lot of critics out there really are pretty harsh about it. And you would say like mm-hmm. this company, people that's jobs. It's a place where people come to work. And yeah. they, I, I don't remember the exact wording, but something like it's it's not necessarily fair to to, to kind of want to see something fail because it is a place people work how do you kind of respond to in in both of you how do you kind of respond to the general kind of negativity or like and or maybe on a more positive spin uh like what do you i don't know just how how do you kind of look at that and like say like no we're this is like our our home where we work for the end of your way uh i don't know i just feel like that's kind of a recurring kind of pattern and i i've definitely definitely seen you kind of stand up to that so and i others yeah yeah no, I actually, I appreciate you giving us the chance to to just speak on it um, because that was something that it just, um, I think that people don't realize sometimes that not only does that, does a company employ wrestlers, but there's photographers that work there. There's people, cameramen that work there. There's people that do catering. They get you, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that, I mean, this company, it creates so many jobs for so many people and so many people are thankful for it. So it's not even just wrestlers. It's so many people that it creates jobs for. And so that's like, that was my biggest thing kind of about it. It's just like, why would you want to see people lose jobs? Like, that's just crazy to me. But And then you see people online, like as soon as people do lose their jobs, they're like, oh, it's not fair. And then the company, you know, it's just like, well, now you guys are kind of wishing for that. So make up your mind. <laughs> but um, I just think too, I think that sometimes um, things get like a cult following almost. And I, I think that like, that sometimes trashing on something becomes trendy, if that makes any sense. And it becomes like this like cool thing to do, this funny thing to do or whatever it may be. And I think that some people 
They really just need to give the product a chance. Whether you there's gonna be in wrestling, there's gonna be people that you don't like in the rest in the company. And that's for every single company. That doesn't mean you should crap on the entire company because there's also going to be people if you give it a chance that you find oh i really like this person you know I've n- i didn't know much about him so i just wish people would really give it um a chance to maybe find a, re- a wrestler that they and that's the thing is that the most you get out of it is finding a couple wrestlers that you like then that's great because you've discovered something new and now you can follow their careers wherever they choose to go so i think that's a, a good thing to have more options yeah, we live in a funny world now. Um, I think that like there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation and things that are put out there, and it is very easy to to read something, whatever it might be, a news story, whatever, and you don't know the, all the facts. You're only getting one side of the story, and then you're already prejudging and all these sorts of things. But I think now that if there was more, like let's just say, let's just say if there was, if it, you know, on the internet you can be anonymous or, you know, you can say hurtful and do hurtful things for some reason it's completely acceptable. And I think that if it wasn't acceptable and, you know, people would get comeuppance for some of the things they do and say on there, then then it would change a lot. I think that it just, you know, there's there's, there's people out there that, that um, don't feel good about themselves and they want to find other people that don't feel good too and then they can do whatever. Um, I'm not saying that's, you know, everything in wrestling i'm sure it's in every form of entertainment yeah, but, yeah uh you know i just think that if you've got nothing good to say don't say anything at all that's what my dad would always tell me <laughs> it's a very easy rule but i will say this now because if if you guys are going to make headlines about whatever we're saying then make this one the headline i have a great idea for twitter i think that this should be what happens on twitter and i think that people should have to basically verify that it's them Somehow, some way, I think there's like some way you can do it, but verify it's them, and then they have to have a picture of themselves as their profile picture and their name, their actual name. And I'm sure people would find a way to get around it, but I think if people actually had to be themselves and show their face and their name, then there'd be a lot less um, nasty nastiness on. I don't think it'll. Twitter. It, it won't. It won't be like that forever. At some point. That you know the world is changing. There will be rules and regulations put in place. And whatever you said twenty years ago will come back to bite you. I mean, it does now, doesn't it? So yeah. Well, I think that's a great idea. Regardless, we could all use a little less negativity in the wrestling world. But uh, again, I think it's great that you, to, to see you guys stand up to it. Because again, I mean, I just think it's a lot of unfair negativity. Most of the, all like people take it way too far. Uh, again, I think at the end of the day, people should give the product a chance. They have a chance to do that on uh, January 31st for the live episode of Power and on February 11th for the Enough Said pay-per-view. Definitely recommend checking those out. Again, give the product a chance. The ones on YouTube, totally free. The ones on Fight TV, it's not it's what, 30 bucks and not even whatever it might be. It's definitely worth it. You're going to see stars like Camille. You're going to see Tom Lider. You're going to see a very, very fun, great card. So definitely recommend checking it out. Camille and Tom, thank you so much for your time today. I wish you the very best of luck with uh, the live, live episode of Power and Enough Said and everything, and uh, for a great year of 2023 moving forward. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so you. much.